Welcome to the PDA podcast with your host, Vinny and Philip Redeemed. PDA is our public display of affection towards Christ. We want to take you on a love journey into encounter intimacy and long-lasting relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Sharing our personal encounters with God so we can collectively, as His bride, learn more about the heart, the love, and the character of our husband, Jesus. Every episode, we will share testimonies, stories about our day-to-day life walking with Him along with our special guest that we invite onto our show. Now let's go give him a bunch of smoochies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd laugh every time. Every time. Oh Never my I just, I love smooching Jesus, man. Come on, bro. You know? <laughs> PDA, back at it. What's up, Vinny? PDA in the house. What's up, bro? <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. Glad you were able to tune in. Today we have some special guests. We have our buddy Chris. And our buddy Dustin in the house. Dustin uh, is going to tell some stories for us that I've been really excited to uh, to have him on the show and share. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been excited. Like, I've, I'm like Vinny. Can I just get a little bit of it? Like, I just like what is it? He's like, just wait, just wait. You're going to be super excited. You know, you know those moments where like somebody's like tells you you're going to be super excited, but then doesn't tell you. That's how it was. I, I was do that like, to you all the time. <laughs> you do do that. You'll be like, wait, wait. And I'm like, all right, Vinny. One time I, I put a, the Wabash word, I put the video up on Facebook. And as soon as I put it up, I was like, oh, we have the podcast. I'm going to tell Philip to wait. Excuse I couldn't me. wait on that one. Bro. I called him. I was like, "Bro, you gotta wait. Don't watch it." He's like, "All right, all right, I got you." Yeah. Like ten minutes he's later, like, he's like, "Don't watch this video that's posted on my timeline on Facebook." And when I like, I'm scrolling past it. It's like at the top of my feed because like I always always like follow my boy Vinny on Facebook, and so I was like. <laughs> I, I I actually I actually was I actually was obedient and you know, like and I and I overlooked it a few times, but then like it just started getting me, man. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I gotta see this. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then as soon as I hit the button, actually no, this is how it happened. I was scrolling, and then you know how sometimes when you're scrolling, like you, the sound will start. It'll yeah, pop the up audio pops play. up yeah. on it. Yeah. And all I heard was James and Vinny go. Oh, what the heck? What the heck? And I'm like, oh god, I gotta watch it now. <laughs> uh, oh, praise the Lord. Sorry, I do that to you, bro. No, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I, I well, love the excitement, man. It just keeps the you know keeps the oil flowing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. Well, Dustin, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, my name's Dustin, and I, I live in Kentucky right now. Um, my wife and I, we live in Ludlow, Kentucky, so we're like right on the river. Um, my wife's a school teacher, and uh, yeah, she teaches high school math right now. And actually, this is sounds like it's her last year for a while anyway. Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? What are you going to so, do? Good question. <laughs> Burning the plow? Or? So I, I work at uh, Vineyard Northwest. I'm the young adult pastor there. Um, and yeah, so like we are expecting our second child in March and she'll go on leave for a little bit and then be off for the summer and then just not go back. And so this would be the first time in like, I don't know. I mean, she's she's taught school for like eight years 
And so she has she's been in school since she's just been a baby. So yeah. So yeah, this has been like the first time in her whole wow. life, you know. Praise God. Um, just literally having, that that makes sense. Like that's one like down on teaching, huh? You got to go back to school. Yeah. So yeah, we just we we believe that it's it's time for that. We we don't want to be absent parents. Um, and as of right now, our schedule's been really crazy with like. My, we both work uh, full-time jobs, and uh, yeah, I, I have some flexibility with mine, so I stay home with Graham um, when I can, and my parents help out a lot. So anyways, it's been a crazy season, and I'm excited for Gabby to get to stay home a little bit. So anyways, that's, that's, that's awesome. kind of been our life right now. Well, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to come and hang out with us. Yeah. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Yeah, yeah we're man. honored to have you here, bro. So, we're actually going to a fun little trip with Dustin yeah. coming up, Philip and I. Um, we've been going to Albania the last few years. You you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's not the story yet, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be- <laughs> laying a framework right now. <laughs> Albania is a special place in my heart for sure. It's, um, it is an awesome experience. Like it's an awesome trip to go on for people. I think, especially people that have never been on a mission trip. And and I always say That's like me, if, man. if you're a believer and you've never been out of the country, if you've never been on an international mission trip, do it. Do it once. Even if you don't feel called to missions, just do it because you are called to missions, but you don't always necessarily have to be overseas. Right. Um but I think Albania is just an amazing um amazing place to go because it's it's so ready for the gospel and and so few people have heard there and so we're going into an environment that's primarily muslim oh. um but there's really open to conversation um about the gospel and so when we go there i feel like we're we're making an impact we're encouraging people that are already there and god's changing our lives uh through the whole process. And so I love going there. Amen. Um, Me too. And can't wait to go back this year. This will be my fifth trip there. Be my third. Dude. Yeah, yeah dude. My I'm first. Hyped. My first. I'm a first timer. It's You're going to love it, dude. Yeah. God is just doing all kinds of cool stuff over there. Yeah. yeah. My brother this. My brother's a missionary there. He lives there full time. So we do a lot of stuff with him and. Just, My spiritual father just left there too, man. It's like all these confirmations just popped up, and I'm like, you know, I knew I was, I knew I was called to go go out of the country a while ago. I just was re- waiting on the right time. Yeah, yeah, that was and, a huge confirm uh, confirmation for me too. Yeah, because yeah. Adam, Adam, and and Yuri. Yeah, so literally last year, whenever <laughs> we would like go somewhere for revivals, he would show up there first before and, like yeah, praying over the you know just. The land, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would show up, and so that when I found out he was in Albania, I was like, "Oh man, he's literally like forerunner." He's got the he's got a forerunner spirit on him. He's a he's a pioneer in the in the realm of the spirit for things. Crazy, That's how he rolls. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Albania, the the story that I want to get to today. <laughs> so you told me this on the plane ride to Albania, and you were like. 
you just brought it up so nonchalantly. <laughs> just like, hey, man, did I ever tell you about that time <laughs> that I got stuck in the jungle in Jamaica? Was it Jamaica? It was. It okay, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, no, what? And then, yeah, so I was hoping you would share that with us today. Dude, I feel like it's going to get David Hogany. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I, I'm, it's, I feel like it's, it's actually like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so thankful for God's grace and mercy over mm. my life. And, and actually that story that I told you, I, I probably referenced it. I don't know if I did, but I was going through one of the hardest seasons of my life. Mm. Um, and it's actually very humbling. Um, it was a very humble, very humbled place for me. Um, I was living with my parents at the time. I, I was in college, and I, I think actually, yeah, I was I was still going through college and was was really struggling with where I was at in life. I, I didn't want to be in college. I was struggling with. Um, just probably a lot of depression and, but I knew the Lord and I knew what he had done in my life. Uh, but I, I was kind of at this place where I, I felt alone. Um, I was, I was, yeah, just going through a lot in life in that moment. Um, but this trip opened up through some friends of mine, uh, at, at the church I was going to and, and they, um, I had actually been to this country before. There's a there's a small island off the coast of Venezuela called Grenada. Actually, the U.S. went in in like 1982 for what I think is called the One Day War. Um, that 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 we I don't know did something over there. And so anyway, um, <laughs> I uh, I'd been there before. It was my first mission trip ever. And I was a senior in high school, and it was awesome. Like it really, I I I'd felt called to mission since since I was very young, um, but never really had a chance to go on any on any kind of a trip. And and so I go on this trip, and it's really powerful. Um, and then fast forward like five years, um, or four years maybe, and I'm. I'm in this really struggling place. And, and so these guys are like, yeah, we want to go back to Grenada. We knew some friends down there. They had a big house. Um, <clears throat> and it was actually more of a mission space than a, than a house. I had like, it was beautiful. I had this courtyard in the middle. And I remember climbing up to the roof the first time I was there, just seeing the stars for the first time. And I was just like, this is absolutely incredible. I can't believe I'm here. Um, and, and mm-hmm. so anyways, I, these guys were going to go back down. It was kind of a, um, it wasn't a super organized trip. It was just some some of these guys are like, we want to throw a party uh, for this place called Pearls. It was a, a, a village, basically, that surrounded this abandoned airstrip. And and we're going to throw a party and preach the gospel all day. We'll have Grenadian worship teams. We'll have our worship teams. And and we'll see tons of people come to Jesus. And, and I just felt in this place in my life, I don't know why, I had such a draw to go. And I was like, I know this is what God's called me to do. Even though I'm in this tough spot, I'm not, you know, I don't feel like super close to Jesus right now. But this is what God's saying to do. And so I made plans. And so I was like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And I was scared out of my mind because, because like, because I was in this spot, I, um, you know, like there's fear in my life even, you know, and I was like, wow, man, I could, 
die on this trip. Um, and I, and I, I remember I had a dream before I went um, that was that was confirming, and I, I I just had some cool confirmations about the trip. And then my someone gave me a, this this is is I don't know if you've heard of like a, um a, like an employee. Uh, airline ticket. I didn't have money to go on this trip. And so someone gave me a, a, a really cheap plane ticket, but I had to fly standby. Yeah. And so I, if like a, a buddy pass, exactly. If a flight's full, you don't, you don't get on it. And so I'm really nervous and I, I'm flying through Jamaica and a couple other places on my way down. Um, and I was a nervous flyer. I was every. It's just I was nervous about the whole thing. Is but that I your knew. first time? No, no it's nah. like my second time yeah. or something. And I was just scared, you know. Like I had a lot of fear. Um, and I called my friend. One of my best friends is Jamaican, and he freaked out. He's like, "You're flying standby through Jamaica." He's like, "If you get stuck there, oh man." And he told me that on the phone. I slept two hours that night. I was so nervous. <laughs> oh man. And so I was like, whatever, though, I made up my mind, even if I die, I'm going to go on this trip. And so, so I, I, I'm, I fly out of Cincinnati, I'm in Atlanta, and I'm about to get my boarding pass to get on that next flight. And I'm in the Jamaica, um, whatever the, the line and, um, and the Jamaican guy actually running, he was, he was running the line, um, or the or the gate, he was like, he was like, man, you're real lucky to get on this flight. It's normally full, um, but there's like three spots open, and you're going to get one of them. So he gives me my boarding pass, and as he as he gives me my pass, um, I felt like God spoke to me. It was it was really clear, not like audible, but but God said, don't get on the flight. And so I was like, well, okay. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to struggle with it. You know, I was like, okay. So I give back my boarding pass with no other inclination. I was like, hey, I was like, no other options. Just I was like, hey, I asked him. I was yeah. like, is there is there another flight that I can take? Is this transferable? I didn't know any of the rules, and he said, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can take this flight over here, but it's, you know. You're, you're, you're on this flight, you know? And I, I said, I, I'm just going to give back my pass and I'm going to take this other flight. <laughs> and he looks at me. I'm sure he Bold was like, dude, what, what, yeah, is, is. what is this guy doing? And so I, I'm like hanging out a little bit. And he comes over and talks to me. And he's like, hey, where are you, where are you going? I was like, I'm, I'm going to Grenada. He's like, man, if you don't get on that flight right now, you're going to be stuck in Jamaica for two nights because we don't have a, another flight that goes um, out of Jamaica. And so I was like, oh, man, why would God do that to me? And so I thought real fast, I'm going to get back on the flight. Yeah, and so I was like, "Well, let me see. Can I get on?" And and so he tried to get me on, but it was they they already, already full. They already closed what? the door, and so I was like, "Okay, um, I guess this is what I'm doing." And so I, dude, how are you feeling? <laughs> I was freaking out the entire time. I mean, I mean, this is back in 2004, I think, and we didn't have iPhones. Um, we, you know, I had a brick phone. And, and this is in the middle of. You mentioned, I want the viewers to hear this, Yeah, in the middle of like struggling with fear yeah. and depression. Yeah. And you took that risk, man. I just oh. want them to understand the context of what you're talking about. How, what was it that, like, when you heard the voice of the Lord, too? Like, It was just a super, uh, 
I, to go into it just a, briefly on how I hear from the Lord, like I always have had a relationship with God where I, like a lot of people get metaphorical pictures and all that kind of stuff. And I love that. And I'll get that occasionally, but not very often. For me, it's like a very literal, like do this or do this. And it's just a, a, a strong sense of this is exactly what you're supposed to do yeah. or what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love the metaphorical like dreams and visions and stuff like that. And I do get dreams, but I, I yeah, for me, it's always just like, this it's, is, I just knew. Me too, Dustin. I, it's the inward knower. It's like, yeah. that's how, that's what I call it. It's my knower. Yeah. 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 yeah it was crazy. You just it, know. It's, it's weird. And even in the midst of like a, a really big struggle, like you, you, you can still hear the voice of God yeah. And, yeah. and you're still, Amen. You're still with him, you know? Okay. So you heard him say, don't get on the flight. No, so yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I, I go back over to the, the guy running the booth and he was a friendly guy. And I, I said, um, is there any way you could, um, I don't, I have a hundred dollars for the entire trip. Also, I'm really nervous too, because like, I know I'm going to go off the grid. Like, and, and looking back on it, I could have just stayed in Atlanta for two days, but for whatever reason, <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm going for it. I'm going as far as I can go. Um, and I'm going to get there. And so anyways, I, uh, um, I was talking with the guy and I said, I said, can you draw me out a map? Um, so I, uh, oh, I, I wanted to figure out where I could stay. And I said, I don't have much money. Could you tell me where a, a hotel is that I can stay for really cheap? <laughs> and so he drew me out a map. Um, and he said, it's about $60 a night. You could stay at this place. I had $100 to my name. So I didn't have enough money to even stay in the hotel. Um, but I'll never forget this. The, the guy looks at me and he's Jamaican. And he says in this Jamaican accent, and I just remember, it was just so powerful. Because um, I didn't told, I didn't tell him like what I was doing. And he looks at me and he's like, in this deep voice, God does not want you in Grenada yet. Just like that. What? And, and you was, don't even know him? No, I don't what? know this guy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's like, he's got you in Jamaica for a reason. Like that. I love and, God. And then we just, we just part ways. So that was that was like the start of the trip, and I was I was freaking out. Um, yeah, because and that's probably why I ended up going to Jamaica. It's just because like I knew, I mean, whatever. That was cool confirmation. And so, anyways, I tried to get on the next flight and was full. Still, um, nonetheless, that's sketchy. That's really sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Go so on, so yeah. So anyways, um, next flight's full. And then I get on a, a later flight, and I'm in line, and this lady nudges me in line. And so I look up, I look back at her. She starts talking to me, ends up asking me what I was doing. I said, I'm on a mission trip. And she's like, oh, man, my daughter goes on mission trips. Can you talk to my daughter for a second? I was like, yeah. So I talked to her daughter for a second. I sit, I sit like in the back of the plane, and uh, <coughs> they sat Benny, could you hand me my water bottle? It's yeah. <coughs> Where is it? <coughs> it's like back by my backpack. <coughs> so sorry, guys. No, you're good. It's, you can edit. We can edit that. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Gets a talking. And... So wait, at this point, you're on the plane going to yeah. So I'm on the plane um, on my way to Jamaica. Gotcha. I, I, I sit. So I met this lady in line and, and her daughter, and they were believers. And I sat 
like in the back of the plane and they sat somewhere else. Well, anyways, the daughter gets up. She's like, yeah, I just, I I got a little confused. Yeah, go ahead. The first plane you were on, that was from. I was never on a plane. You were never on a plane. No, this is the first plane he got. This on. is the first plane yeah. you're getting on. Yeah, okay. yeah. The so first I, one was canceled. Well, gotcha. He, yeah. That was going directly to Grenada. No, no, no. It was going to Jamaica, but it was okay. too early. It was early enough to catch my next flight. They only have gotcha. one plane every two days. Okay. That that leaves Jamaica that I get get to Grenada. Oh, so, so now you're on the way to Jamaica. Yeah, knowing, knowing you're, I'm you're there not, for two nights and I don't have money. So I didn't have enough money to to stay anywhere. Cool, gotcha. Um, or enough money to stay, you know, somewhere for both nights. Mm-hmm. So I knew that going into it, um, and so I'm, you know, I'm nervous, and I knew I wasn't gonna have any cell phone coverage or any way to contact anybody. So I told the team actually before I left, I called them from Atlanta. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna be off the grid for two days. Hope I see you." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Oh man, good luck." And so, good so, luck. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I um, on the flight that girl that I met in line, she gets up and ends up sitting next to me. She noticed I had an open spot, and we just start striked up a conversation, and it was really comforting to me. It really helped me a lot to talk to someone that this you know, is the woman's knew, daughter, yeah, okay. that knew the Lord, yeah. and and so so I talked to her for a few minutes, and or you know for the for the plane ride. It wasn't that long. Um, and I, uh, I remember towards the end of the flight, she's like, Hey, I have this worship album I want to give you. And, and she's like, you mind if I go get it? She, she goes, comes back and, and has this, uh, you know, folded sheet of paper. And she's like, actually, I don't have it. Here's my address. Write me and I want to mail it to you. And I said, okay, cool. You know, and so I felt a lot of comfort in that conversation and I unfold the piece of paper and there's a wad of cash in there. And I said, I said, what? And she was still there. And I said, what is this? I said, I, I, I can't take, I don't know. What are you doing? And she's like, you have to take this. And I said, no, I'm not taking your money. She said, no, no, you have to take it and left. <laughs> right. And so we landed. I didn't even count the money. I put it in my pocket, landed in Jamaica. Um, I, I talked to customer service. Um, they find me a hotel for like $30 a night. I reach my pocket and count the money. And it was $60, exactly enough to cover the hotel for two wow, nights. Wow, dude. Right? And so I was like, okay, that's that's awesome provision. You know, and so I walk. So actually, the lady that helped me at customer service, she's like, I have a taxi driver, um, this friend of mine. I'll call him, and he'll take care of you. I said, okay, cool. And so I... I don't know. And I've thought, I only thought about this the last little while, like a couple of years. I, I realized like how crazy it was that I was in this, cra- this, this airport, international airport, and I'm on one side of the airport. I meet this customer service lady, and I have no idea how I'm going to meet this taxi driver. I get out of customs on the other side of the airport, and I'm walking at the exact same time. The same lady from the other side of the airport is walking by like she knew in this crowded environment that I was going to be there at that time. I realized, (laughs) like, how did that actually happen? 
And so you didn't see her walk no, through the no, airport. No, with no, she no. Just, like, We're like, out on the and other she's on the <laughs> other end of customs. Oh my what? goodness! Yeah, on I'm the not, other end of customs. Yeah, okay. so she's like on the other end of security, like waiting, like knowing, like she's like speed walking, like knowing that I'm gonna be there exactly when she crosses. Whatever. It was just. It was so random, and I was just like, okay. So it's like almost like, oh, that's supposed to happen. And so so she weighs me on, escorts me out of the airport. This is the lady from behind the counter. Escorts me out of the airport, introduces me to this this Jamaican dude. First thing he says to me, after he says his name, he's like, I'm Paul. And he says, he says, if you trust in the Lord, he will take care of you. <laughs> Just like that. Oh, I love this, Vinny. Thank you for, man. This is treasure, man. Come I'm on. freaking out. I'm Dude. freaking out. I was like, just, I mean, eyes wide open. I'm like standing out here. I'm like, how did you, how did she get here? Whatever. Like, and, and so, oh my goodness. so I'm like walking with this guy through the parking lot. And he said, he says, don't spend your money on a hotel. Come stay with me at my place. And I was like, okay, that sounds legit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. What the heck, bro? Because, like, I was like, oh, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have anything to lose. Just going to wherever. I had no idea. (laughs) Dude, this is so awesome. So I told told Paul, I said, okay. So I just jumped in the car with Paul and we drove. And you never met the guy. No. (laughs) Kidding me? If you trust in the Lord. He will take care of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, yeah, basically come with me. And so I hopped in this van with this guy, and we were driving to the dead middle of the jungle at about like 80 miles an hour, and the roads were the size of a driveway. Um, and I was literally scared out of my mind. And so that's the theme of this trip for me is I was so scared. And I'm like literally, as far as I know, I'm just gonna die in a jungle in my mind. You know, might just take one kidney. Right, exactly, exactly. How long was the drive? Uh, At least forty-five minutes or so. I mean, we're we're pretty far in, Um, and I mean, I had no idea. I had no real concept of of length or time. Probably at this, Um, yeah. So we drove far. Yeah, eighty miles through. I mean, who knows? I don't even know. Or 80 miles per hour, you said? I mean, it, it could have it been 100, like and you probably are, you're, you're in like, I, I've been in these places in the Lord like that. Probably not as sketchy as that, but I know what that feels like, and you could have been driving for an hour and not know. Yeah, it, know? Was, it was just like, I knew we were we were pretty far in. Yeah. What um, were the roads like? They were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They were they were the worst roads that I'd ever seen. What kind of car was it? It was just an old van. Oh my goodness. We were driving real fast. Dude, this is totally and, like David and, Hogan. Dude. And there's there's other cars driving, you know, and you're about to you think you're gonna get on head on collision every few minutes. Oh my goodness. He's just you know, they know what they're sure. doing. Yeah, yeah. They they're they're experts. They're probably best drivers in the world. <laughs> and so anyways, we're we're really in there, and all of a sudden, in the, in the jungle. Yeah, the the roads, you know, kind of interweave into the jungle and stuff, and and that's where we were. I had no idea. I don't. 
I don't have any concept of exactly where we were. And, and all of a sudden he stops in the middle and he said, and I was just like, what's going on? And he kind of told me his testimony on the drive too. Yeah. It, was kinda, it was cool. Um, and he stops in the middle of the road. He said, he said, get your stuff and get out of the car. What the heck? <laughs> and I said, what? I looked over at him. He said, get your stuff, get out of the car. He said, start preaching. And he drives off. What? And so I'm standing there on the side of the road. I'm, you know, I'm white. Start preaching? I'm white. Just start preaching. Right. And I am by myself with with my bags on the side of the road now. And people start crowding around me because they're like, what? Who is this guy? And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I was like, I had no idea what to do. And so I, I yelled. I said, <laughs> I said, my name's Dustin, and I'm from America, and I come to you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yes! Come on! Oh, Dustin, that's awesome, bro. These people were all around me. I was like, oh, my word, what Did am they- I going to do? <laughs> Did they understand English somewhat? I have no idea. Oh, oh my God, dude. I didn't know if they understood me or not. Oh, dude, this is so awesome. <laughs> so, like, 12 hours ago, I was still at home and just thinking, <laughs> processing through all that. I was just like, what did I What did I do? What? God, I'm so sorry. And so, anyways, <laughs> I heard my name. So, I, so Dustin. Like this, and I, I'm looking around. I'm like, "What is going on?" And it was Paul, and he had pulled around, and and sure enough, he owned this building on the side of the road. Um, and I know he didn't explain any of this to me. Um, right. And he pulled behind this fence, and he, and he called me over, and he, he introduced me to the place, and and they have this ministry, and they minister to all these 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 villagers in this in this village basically we're in this valley yeah all the houses are on stilts um and it was just a it was a wild that is awesome man wild experience of being there and i so so paul showed me the place there's a few rooms um they blasted christian reggae music really really loud on this eight foot wall of speakers um, that's something we need to get into and, uh, <laughs> till about midnight and so anyways I, through that whole process and they minister to these villagers and stuff and he just was so laid back and i i i said paul i need to leave i'm gonna go pray and i just started repenting and i was like god i'm so sorry i missed your voice <laughs> i can't believe i did this and i'm probably repenting of sins that i had and i'm just like i'm gonna yeah. die out here and and so in my in my heart i'm just like in this place of like still fear, but like realizing like step by step, God's like directing God's with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so anyways, uh, there's two beds in this shack and they were, there were no mattress. There's just plywood. And Paul said, do you want to stay here tonight? Or if you want, you could stay at my house. And I said, no, I'll stay at your house. <laughs> and so I don't want to stay on plywood by myself in this random building in yeah. the jungle. Um, and so, so Paul took me to his house that he had six kids. They shared two beds. Um, wow. and then him and his, him and his wife had a room, and they had a mattress in the back room. And, and they said, you sleep back there. Totally took care of me. What? 
So, yeah. So, anyways, while I was there, there I, I don't have to go into all the details of what happened there, um, but it was crazy. Like, we we woke up the next day, and his kid came in my room, and and he said, get dressed. He said, we go take a shower. And I said, all right. So, I, so I, we start hiking through the jungle, and there were... There were just naked people everywhere where I was at. And so yeah. they, they actually had called me over. Yeah. Cause like, I'm sure they, st- I'm stuck out. And, and yeah, it was, it was, it was actually really crazy. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. And, and I, I told, I told, uh, I told Paul over and over again, I said, I need to go to a hotel. Um, and cause I, I just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. And, and so anyways, we got back to the house after the morning thing. We went to church. Um, they found out I play guitar and they had me on stage in front of hundreds of people <laughs> and I had to play guitar. It was so random. Everything was so random. No one had music. It was just Man. like catch the music, start playing. It was awesome though. Um, so play guitar for their service and then met their pastor and on the way back to the house, I told Paul, I was like, hey, I really need to go to American Hotel. I was like that, you know? Yeah. And he said, he looks at me and he said, no. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, you need to know when God wow. is taking care of you. Wow. And he said, you want this, you want water, you want whatever, I'll take care of you, basically. You want water, I'll get you the best water you can drink. It's because I wouldn't drink the water. You know, I was just, I had no experience he had in no this. Experience, and so yeah. I was afraid of everything. And so anyways, I... Dude, I, it's got to be so humbling too, doesn't <laughs> it, man? Man. It was, it was, it was so tough, you know, like I, I wanted out of there, but, but God was teaching me that he was there. So good, dude. In the middle of of my craziest moments and, and where I felt like not, I wasn't worthy. Yeah. You know, like I felt like I wasn't worthy. And, and so anyway, um, I went back to his house. He took me up to his parents, uh, prayed over them. Um, I, I agreed to stay. And then he told me on the way back, we were hiking through the jungle. He was like, Hey, I I think you're going to share a little bit tonight at church. Um, just, you know, wear something nice. And, and when we're in that valley, we hear this like crazy knocking sound. And uh, it was crazy, right? Just like super eerie in the jungle. We hear a pop, pop, pop. And and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. Poor God. I can't, man, this is awesome, man. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, no. And Paul stops. We're in the valley. He's looking up, and he and he all of a sudden he yells. He said, "Big man, murder!" <laughs> what the heck, dude? And he yells it again, over and over. Big man, murder, murder! <laughs> and I just looked over at Paul. I'm like, "Oh," I was like, "Is everything all right?" <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And he said, "You go back to the house. I got to go settle this." And I was, there's just nothing was comforting in that, in that trip. <laughs> nothing. Just one thing after another. So Paul was gone for a long time. And I was just kept thinking like, if Paul dies, 
What am I gonna do? <laughs> oh, nice. Like I'm gonna be stuck out here. Like, like there's no rescue. Right. There's no rescue oh, out here. Oh my goodness. And so I remember he came back and um, he said, "Get dressed. We're gonna go to church." So I was like, "All right." So we go to church, and Paul Paul actually runs the sound at his church. It was on a mountain. And it overlooked, and you could see way, way, way in the distance the the ocean line. And so, um, really, really cool, beautiful area. Um, it was fairly primitive church, but they did have like electricity and stuff. And yeah. um, uh, so, whatever they had a Sunday night service, and without warning at all, Paul gives me the microphone, and he said, "It's service is yours. You preach." So I had to preach the whole night. <laughs> No idea I was going to do that. I prayed for everybody there. It wasn't it wasn't as crowded as Sunday morning, but I prayed for everybody there. And then on the way home, um, uh, Paul's like, "Yeah, one of my one of my sons, one of his six kids, is not a Christian. He said he's heard the gospel a lot. Um, would you please share um, Jesus with him? You just you know just say whatever you know, hang out with him." I said, "Yeah," and so we went back into my room and I shared the gospel with him. We talked for a while and his son gave his life to Jesus right there Dude, in the back on, room. Bro. And it was, Dude. it was super powerful. And, 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 and like this peace came over me of like, like God is taking care of me in this, in this season and in this moment. Um, and he's there, he's there even when I doubt my, that, I'm even worthy of him yeah. being there, you know, like he's there. And I remember, and this is super, another like really humbling spot for me. I'm, I'm back in this room with this kid and I felt like I was supposed to give him my watch that my parents had given me. Um, and I was like, man, what would this kid do with my watch? And, and so I, I actually talked myself out of it and didn't give him my watch. Well, anyways, Paul takes me to the airport the next morning and I was off. I was off to Grenada and I had an amazing experience there as well. Uh, but while I'm in Grenada, we're staying at this really secure and amazing house and we go out for about three hours. I'd had my watch buried in my bag and I came back um, and there were like two things missing out of the room and I guess someone had came in or whatever, but my watch was gone. Really? And I realized, and there was tons of other valuable things. Um, I realized like, man, that was God speaking to me again. Yeah. And and I didn't feel this like load of condemnation, but I felt like, wow, I can hear the voice of God. Uh-huh. I can hear the voice of God even in the most challenging times of my life. God is still with me. He's still moving in me. And that, that, it changed my life. Like that, that trip was a life changing experience. I came back and not only, you know, did I have that experience, but I came back to a new house. My parents had moved over the course of that week and a half trip, um, and, and moved into a new house and it was a totally new season with the Lord. Um, so anyways, that's, that's my summed up, uh, Grenada, Jamaica story. Did you ever make it to Grenada? I did, yeah. So that's yeah. When I was that's in Grenada, when, oh, that's gotcha, when my gotcha. watch was, that, was that's stolen. that's it, everybody. Yeah, that's the that's <clears throat> not too much. What's your <laughs> that story? That story, Dustin. I just wanna that story is amazing. Like I, I'm I'm g- getting touched over here mm. because of it. Because 
I'm in that season right now. Mm. Like, a, like a transition, a little bit yeah. different than you. Yeah, Maybe yeah, not yeah. as sketchy as yours. Yeah. But like, I'm in that like season where like, uh, not feeling worthy, uh, kind of mm. struggling with depression a little bit. Yeah. And like knowing the call that God is on my life and that He's with me, but almost like feeling something inside of me like pushing back against it. Yeah. And I. I, man, I'm over here like, man, this is me right now. He doesn't understand this. <laughs> and I know there's so much ahead that God has called me to do. Yeah. But I just can't put, I like, every time I try to wrap my mind around it or think about it, it I like, I'll start to like push up against it or something. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, not like I'm in like a horrible spot or anything, but just struggling with those kind of yeah. defects, like, man, yeah. and learning how to trust God and everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man, it was like this place that God had to take me back to. I, I had to remember what yeah. he had done in my life. And and I had to realize that, that, like, he is still there and, like, is is walking me through these seasons that, that I couldn't walk through on my own. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Thank so, you for yeah, sharing. No, yeah, I'm, I'm being serious, too. Like, I'm over here like, you started off, and I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> like, I'm here for a reason. Even though, like, I'm one of the hosts on this show, like, I'm here mm. hearing this message, and it's speaking right to me. So, thank you, man. That's oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> So wild, man. That that Jamaican guy, he just sounds like fierce. Was he like really like just aggressive? Was he aggressive? He was a little aggressive. Yeah, I, felt I mean, like he was a like, yeah, I think he had he was very fatherly. Yeah, um, and and straight to the point. He was confident, you yeah. know, and where he was. And I actually wanted to write to them after I came back, and I had their address. Uh, and I and I, I think I did write because I wanted to send supplies down. Uh, but after that Jamaica experience, a, a terrible uh, storm is a hurricane that came through, and I never heard back um, from them. But um, does he have like a bald head? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I, I'm like in I'm I'm seeing yeah, him. Sure in, I'm I'm too, seeing yeah. him in the spirit a little bit. Like, yeah, I was big guy too. I I I, I had very dark complexion. I had uh, you know those disposable cameras before your iPhones and stuff like yeah. that. I had I had a few of those. I took like one or two pictures while I was there. Dude, I'm like so seeing him in, in the, the house spirit. Somewhere. Like, I, I'm seeing him. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like me and their family in front of this hut <laughs> <laughs> on a Fujifilm disposable camera. <laughs> I'm excited to go on my. My first mission strip with you man yeah seriously dude i'm i'm honored you know? yeah yeah and, and man and that's god really like he put missions in my heart as a, as a young kid but like actually being able being able to do that and and go through like i i'm always like it it puts you in these situations that are not formulaic right mm -hmm. It's not, it's outside of what's comfortable and what you're used to. And, and you're put in situations and, and in a place that you are trusting God. And that's where we should be right now. Yeah. Like, like living on the edge, right. trusting him with our, with our moments. But, but that's what you're doing. You're, you're saying yes to God. I'm going to do this because you're on this and this is what you're telling me to do. And, and I'm, I'm open to whatever you have. And yeah. like, there's not, it's not a lot of relying on yourself in those, in those moments. <laughs> That's why I'm saying like, I'm right there, dude. Like 
doing stuff and like I know what's coming up ahead and like I don't know I don't have a clue or a narrative for like what he's been telling me yeah and it freaks me out dude i ain't gonna lie does it mm. freak you out yeah Benny? it does it yeah. really does i'm just like okay lord it excites me though it excites me too like and, and i and i love the excitement and stuff but when it gets down to like the like he's talking about in those situations where like you need ten thousand dollars in two days or something or or it's just all yeah. gonna crumble yeah. apart <laughs> there's moments where you just got to be like all right, God, if this is you, you got to show up. I've been in those situations. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm talking about, and then right at the last minute, dude, the 10,000 comes. It's like he leaves that space for, like he's talking about, to just, like, it crushes you. And all you have left to do is surrender. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have another That's so option. Good, man. Yeah. That you don't awesome. even have another option, man. It's like you have another option. You can run, <laughs> but that's never the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Post Albania, we should consider a Jamaica trip. Let's do it. Dude, I'll, I'll I'm go for memory, that, bro. I'll go for memory, dude. Tell, take us to John. Is his name John? Paul. 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 Sorry, Paul. Paul. I don't know why. Maybe we're going to meet John next. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So good, dude. Yeah. That's good. That was one of the best stories I've ever heard, honestly. Yeah, it's so good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vinny, you kind of murdered it a little bit. I know. It's I... pieces that was like way more. Oh, I totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Praise God. Shall we close, Philip? Or Dustin, you want to pray us out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. God, we just, uh, we are so humbled to just be yours. God, and, and we're, we're yours in, in, in our worst place and, and, and in our best place, God. Yes, Lord. Um, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that, that you just love us, Lord, and your love is so big, God, and it, and it literally sees us through the worst times that we'll ever experience. And, and God, I just, I pray that, um, yeah, you would just awaken us up to your love, Lord, and, yeah. and just to know that you're with us and always speaking to us, um, Waking our hearts, God, regardless of where we're at, what season we're in right now, God, I pray that you would awaken our hearts to knowing that you're with us, Lord, knowing that you're leading us, Lord, knowing that you're guiding us in an, an amazing adventure, Lord. Yes. So, God, I just I pray that you would just release um, boldness, but also. Um, boldness in you lord and not not just in ourselves lord not god it's it's not about all the things that we can accomplish lord um but it's about looking at you and knowing that you're with us so lord thank you for this time thank you for our brothers here and uh lord we love you and praise you in jesus name amen Same. Family, thank you guys for joining us in our PDA podcast with your hosts, Vinny and Philip Redeem. It was such a pleasure smooching our Lord and Savior together. Until next time, my friends. Follow us on Facebook at Vinny Loves Jesus or Vinny Harris or at Philip Redeemed Hickman 
or Nacy Knights.